one, episode 126 of This Week in Marketing Show, also known as a Trim Show. This is your Sajid Islam, and today I'll be going over the notable news and updates in the digital marketing space from the week of September 12, 2022. So first off, I'm going to start off with some uh, progress in or some updates in the Google Analytics. So Google now has this uh, tab in Google Analytics. They're calling it the Recommendations tab to help users become aware of new features by um, that Google recommends based on uh, their machine language, reviewing your properties, history, settings, and trends over time. So the recommendations now appearing in insights and recommendations section of the homepage, as well as throughout recommendations, uh, as well as throughout analytics, wherever they're relevant. Now, keep in mind, you should check your Google Analytics accounts regularly for outages, updates, and now obviously for recommendations. As always, we never suggest enabling auto recommendations or auto applying recommendations because you never know what Google is saying and if it applies to you or not. Okay, with that, let's move on to the next update, which is a new HTTPS report is now available in Google Search Console. So what this basically means uh, that the new report will show how many site indexed URLs uh, on your site are HTTP versus HTTPS. And with the ability to check a page HTTP slash HTTPS status from Search Console, Google can help us address the issues that are causing the HTTPS URL indexing to fail. Now, if you're not sure what HTTP and HTTPS are, it's basically a secure transfer protocol. Uh, all you need to know is that HTTPS is good, HTTP is not good, HTTPS is a ranking signal or ranking factor. So you want all your URLs in Google indexed and everything should be HTTPS by default. With that, let's move on to the next update, which is, hey Google, can I use stop words in my URL? Stop words are common words like A, and, and D. In the early days of search, those kind of words used to were not considered important for SEO because they weren't considered important for search engines. Now, someone asked John Miller of Google, like, you know, if in short, when using words from a page title, right, uh, in, sorry, I got distracted. Uh, when, asked in, when using words from a page title in the URL, should I include stop words too? For example, should I call a page, why is the sky blue.html or should I just call it why sky blue.html? Right. It's a very valid question. Like, you know, should I be descriptive in my URLs or should in the page title or page URLs or should I just be like in as brief as possible to that? Mueller said, you know, words in URL only play a tiny role for Google search. Uh, he recommends not to overthink it. Use URLs that can last over time and avoid changing them too often and try to make them useful for users. Whether you include stop words in them or not, decide to use uh, or decide to use numeric IDs is totally up to you. So again, just to summarize and bring it home, what John Miller is saying is, you know, make it something that the user, end user will understand what your page is all about. Uh, and, you know, really using stop words and being super overly descriptive is not going to get you a whole lot of um, SEO juice or SEO credits. With that, let's move on to the next update, which is someone asked, hey, Google, is it a good idea to target keywords with zero search volumes? Now, what are zero search volumes? So zero search volumes is when you do keyword research, you will see 
certain long tail queries that have zero queries or zero search volume or maybe very non-existent search volumes. And that usually happens, like I said, long tail keywords. So instead of saying, you know, uh, red t-shirt or red leather jackets, you could say men's size, uh, large men's red leather jacket, you know, in Charlotte, North Carolina, and so it, you're getting very, very long and very, very narrow and very, very niched. Okay, and it's a very good question. I mean, you know, people would say, you know, hey, do uh, like you know, very niche down. Um, so to that, Google is saying, you know, you can optimize for whatever you want. It doesn't really matter whether there is zero search volume today or tomorrow or yesterday there was any volume or not you want to create pages uh, that are helpful that are informational that are people are really looking for you don't want to like you know really just create uh, oh there are like 500,000 search volumes every month for red leather jackets so let's go create one right uh, so they, so Liz Harvey from Google is saying uh, it's not always about uh, the keywords that have the most volumes uh, it's about how people should find your page and target those keywords as well as you know making your page relevant and helpful and informational things like that check out the show notes page because I'm gonna add a lot more stuff in there that you definitely want to read about if you're if this topic interests you but for the podcast this is all I can tell you is you shouldn't really play by uh, those kind of target search volume and things like that focus on delivering good content that should be educational informational for your user base next up is someone asked and this was i think was i found it to be a very amazing question is hey google will you penalize sites that look alike that look the same when can that happen well say you're buying a template a theme where you know your site looks the same as the other site um, just because you know you just decided to you like the template you just changed probably the logo and the color scheme it remains the same and so i asked john Miller, hey if two sites are identical does it really matter will you penalize us so the first of all john Miller says overall there is no penalty for having uh, or a web spam manual action for having almost two identical sites with a little bit of caveat right if what he's saying, if the URLs and the page content is the same across the two websites, then what can happen for identical pages is that Google may pick one page as the canonical page. What that also basically means is Google will arbitrarily decide, hey, this one is the main page, like this is the main authoring website, and the other one is the non-authoritative website, which is they're just like copying from the other one, right? This would basically means that one is going to get crawled, indexed, and ranked, the other one would not. And for pages that are not identical, they will basically index both, right? So that kind of makes sense because, you know, if you have two websites with the same content, same layout, same logo, same things like that, so Google is going to arbitrarily say, you know, hey, site B is the, whatever, you know, the main page that was, you know, published first and site A was copied from, copied from site B, vice versa. Um, but, you know, if you really want uh, to uh, worry about it, uh, create different sites, unless it's a localized version, uh, it's a different, you know, language, things like that. Uh, in that case, you definitely want to say, you know, which site is the main site. Uh, hope that helps. Uh, you know, again, you don't want to have 
duplicate sites. You don't want to have, uh, you know, duplicate content just because it's going to create a more headaches than help. Especially if you have a uh, say development or staging sites, you may have to have a duplicate sites. In that case, just make sure your primary site is always the canonical site, number one. And number two is you want to turn off indexing on your development site. Yeah, it's just a good practice. Next up, <coughs> someone asked, hey, Google, is there a benefit to publishing daily content daily? Right. So what Google said is like, you know, there is not really any plus or any benefits for publishing daily or a spec uh, set cadence uh, because uh, you know we don't really google does not really care however obviously if you publish more then more you would have more pages in index and the more content will may show up in google search results now having said that google also does not index everything on your website this has been uh, discussed previously in our, on our show uh, there is a limit to how much google indexes and then obviously if you feel if you find you know certain parts of your websites are not indexed you want to go back and manually request indexes and before you do that you know uh, you know you want to make sure there are a few things you want to check because google's john Mueller had once said you know they don't most of the times they don't index crawl crawl index and rank a lot of the sites it's because sometimes the contents are not helpful right this is junk content uh, he didn't use the word junk i'm just saying and as a result he's just avoiding it but uh you know he does he did in the past lay out some recommendations i believe there were four of them that you can do to push your sites uh, uh not push your sites get push google to get your site uh, push google to index your site right uh, after you figured out that there are no technical issues on your website, uh, you know, you could probably use internal linking, focus on quality content, and third, and lastly, you could actually uh, use, promote your own site, say, probably say you're sharing your links on Twitter and social Facebook and LinkedIn, and then Google is going to pick up the signal, say, huh, this, this site is probably, this page is probably important because you know, there are other references to this page from other websites. So that helps. Now, you know, obviously I'm summarizing it and making it short for you, but if you really want to know more about this topic, I am going to add um, details on this topic in the show notes page. Make sure you check it out. Next up, we have uh, Google has announced non-Google Merchant Center feeds are eligible for product reach results. Now, what are those? So merchant center feeds, we know, you know, you need to have Google merchants. If you're, if you're an e-com or if you have a product, you want to have Google merchant center so that your product are synced with that and then it shows up automatically in Google search. Up until now, that was the only way to have your product show up on Google products or Google shopping because it will take results from Google merchant center feeds. Now, the challenge was, you know, some people do not do that. Uh, other people are probably review sites where products don't show up. So now Google has said, you know, if you're using structured data, if you have structured data on your website, then we will go ahead and, you know, use that structured data to create product reach results. And what are product reach results? Product reach results. They are basically the results that you see when you type on something like just a toothpaste and you see this image show up with reviews and ratings and things like that. These are called product reach results. So I find this is to be very, very helpful 
because now you don't have to like you know really go through google merchant center feed now having said that i would definitely encourage you to use google merchant center feed whenever possible because it's really uh, interest it's very very helpful now obviously if you have a review set you will not have it in which case this is a good option next up we have google google ads now support performance max campaigns and ad scripts and uh, ad scripts are something you know we the advanced google ads people use it to kind of you know, automate specific function in your ad account saving time and making management of larger multiple accounts much easier so for example one thing i would say is like you know not about performance max but uh, so once I had a client, you know, who wanted to run ads between the hours of, you know, 9 a.m. and 10 p.m. every day. Now, obviously, I could always go and run ads between the hours of 9 a.m. and 10 p.m. However, you know, this would be manually seven days a week after remember to do it. I wrote a script that, that did that. Right. So there are a lot of reasons why you want to write scripts. And obviously, this is advanced uh, thing because you want to use javascripts and you know write code that will like you know do a lot of actions like for example if you have two campaigns running and one is performing really well the other one is not performing well and you want to like you know you can shift budget from this non-performing campaign into performing campaign so that you know your campaign the first campaign the performing campaign doesn't run out of budget there are a lot of things you can do so good news is that google uh, performance max campaigns which is basically the new type of campaigns in google ads are now supporting google ads script uh, however you will not be able to modify text assets or create new campaigns or asset groups next up we have google ads introduces managed tab in recommendations now having said that i want to tell you you should not auto apply or follow any of the advices in the manage tab it is my duty to inform you that this option exists uh, however when i look at it the two options in the manage tabs are maintain your ads which gives you recommendations to improve your responsive search ads remove redundant keywords and update your conversion tracking and the second option is grow your business option with advanced recommendation optimizations such as upgrading keywords to broad match maximizing conversions to auto bids and adding more store visits of conversions as you can as i was reading and as you listen none of these options are good for you as a business i do not know why google is giving it to us i can i guess my assumption is that it's targeting more like you know uh, self uh, you know business users uh, local business owners who are running google ads by themselves and just giving them something to do because you don't want to upgrade keywords to broad match broad match is a bad keyword match it matches everything unless you are really doing a market survey or trying to get a lay of the land you should not use broad match anyway uh, hope this helps uh, let's move on to the next update uh, google is rebranding ad extension and ad features to create engaging ads so basically it's gone are the days where there's going to be called ad extensions google is now referring them to assets and it has released new workflows tools and reports to make it easy for you to deliver more engaging ads and provide you with helpful actionable information about their performance okay uh, so we already talked about it uh, about the ad extensions being called assets uh, so there also when you create ads like you know like for the second option update on this topic is that google also added a new ads and asset menu where it will display stats for all your assets across your account providing more context on which elements to include uh, there is also a new combinations report which will display site links call outs images alongside your headlines and description making it easier for you to review your ad approaches from a high from a you know vantage point uh, in combination the new reporting tools will provide 
much more oversight of your Google campaigns and the related elements which could help to uncover new opportunities and options to optimize your ads. Uh, Google it says that unified reporting in the assets page will roll out over the coming weeks for all campaign terms that previously supported ad extensions while the updated combinations report will roll out in the next few months. Now one thing I missed uh, talking about it is uh, that let me I'm looking at my notes yeah that's about it you know that's uh, I kind of like the options that are available in ad extensions or actually they're called now assets um, yeah I like it let's move on to the last update of this week the last update of this week is that Microsoft has announced uh, this new thing called multimedia ads this new video and image uh, formats are infographic inspired uh, and it's basically the the new ad formats are collages of videos and images shown on the top of search fields on the right side the search result is expanded and opens to a wider window so that the user never needs to click off the page uh, let's see it's Microsoft has given out some best practices uh, for your you know ads to stand out uh, I'm gonna go ahead and put the announcement in the show notes page and one of the things Microsoft has said and which I kind of like you know this show, this stated that there was very good ROI on this ad obviously it's brand new uh, so people were clicking away first when they see something new uh, again, if you are not a Microsoft user or Microsoft, if you don't advertise on Microsoft, this does not really help you. However, you know, with ad cost actually going up in Google and YouTube, Microsoft may not be a bad idea to start and play around with. Already, folks, that's it. Already, folks, that's it for this week in marketing. Now you know everything to be in the know. Make sure you visit the show notes page where you'll find the links to the articles. Once again, this is your host, Sajid Islam, signing off until next week. Take care. Bye-bye.